if you've been with us the last couple of weeks, you know, I've, I've been, the messages that I've been preaching, for me, really kind of have a common thread, if you will. Um, they're sort of coming out of the same vein for me um, in, the way that, in the way God's bringing them forth, you know. And I've been very intentional and, uh, in, my, in my prayer and in, in seeking the Lord for the messages that he wants to bring here to this house to, to edify all of us, to edify the body. And, and it's, it's awesome to see the work that he's doing through his word and, and, and what he's doing in me, too, as he's bringing these things forward is just, I just treasure it so much. But I've talked a lot about a, pur- a purpose for our lives, you know, and how God has specifically called all of us, each and every person, to a destiny, to a purpose in their life that he wants to use us. It's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, Molly. She's got a purpose, too. Big one. I love it. Fireball. Oh. And, and I've been talking about how God has this purpose for our lives, right, and this calling. And it's, it's, it's vast and it's amazing. It's beyond anything that we could ever even orchestrate or architect on our own, that we want to let God be the chief architect of our lives because the design that he has for us is so much better than anything we could put together on our own. And that when God sets his hand to our lives, when his spirit comes to live on the inside of us, that he doesn't just come in and save us. I mean, he does that. He rescues us from sin, but he actually empowers us at the same time to begin to live a life full full of purpose, full of destiny, full of power and passion to do great and mighty things in this world. Amen? And you know, sometimes people don't even know that. They don't even have a revelation about that, that God has this amazing plan for their lives. And they think, well, you know, it's just about kind of sitting around and and waiting for, for Jesus to come back or for us to go to heaven when we die and leave this earth. And listen, I am not making light of that. Heaven is perfect. When we leave this earth, it's gonna be beyond and better than anything we'll ever experience here. And I long for that day. I long to be with Jesus in heaven. But I am aware I can see clearly in Scripture that God has purposed something specific for my life and for our lives each and every day that we are living here on this earth. And he wants to do something in us and through us to impact the world around us. God saw it fit to make it so that he would use men empowered by his spirit to do great things and fulfill his will here on this earth. Jeremiah said, the prophet, in the book of Jeremiah chapter 33, he said to, to, God says to his people, and we say, we hear this from God today, he says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Call to me, ask, seek, pursue, and I will show, reveal, empower, fulfill that in you which I've created you to do. The Bible says that God will continue to finish the good work which he's already begun in us. And when he breathed his spirit into us, he began a work in us that very moment and he fully intends to finish and complete that work which he started and purposed in our life if we will allow him to empower us to do that. Amen. We have a purpose, guys in a destiny. And you know, there's a lot of things about our purpose that is unique. It is unique to all of us. 
None of us are going to, to live the same life. None of us are going to get the same assignments or the same missions. There's going to be a different variety of gifts, a different personality to all of us. It's beautiful, and it was designed that way, and God's going to use us uniquely. So there's elements to our purpose that we're going to walk out which are perhaps not evident or so clear to us right away, that we seek God for clarity and revelation about. I, I don't necessarily know what everybody's vocation would be. Some people may be called to go overseas and do missionary work. Some people may be called to lead in the local church. Some people may be called to use their gifts in the business community. There's so many different varieties of how the purposes in our lives look, and it's wonderful, and it's beautiful. And can I tell you, they all are fit and connected together in one big plan that God has for the world. It's amazing. But so there's these uniquenesses that we seek out, that we look for, that we pursue. But there's also things about our purpose, about our calling, the way God's is, is calling us to live that we can see that are consistent, that we know from scripture we are called to live this way all the time. I talked a couple weeks ago about sacrifice and living sacrificially, right? And so, when we, and so I can say this to you with great confidence as your pastor, that from the, from the scriptures, that every one of us are called to live sacrificially. When we walk out our purpose, it's not going to be some people living sacrificially and some people not. It's not going to be some people living in love and some people not. It's not going to be some people living in faithfulness and some not, some living in power, some not. There's elements to this thing that we can wrap our arms around and lay hold of and, and let our faith really stand on as a solid foundation. And I can tell you this, that I have found in pursuing God's will for my life, that when I anchor myself on the solid things, the definitive things in the word, the constant things like sacrifice, love, faith that the things that are yet to be seen and revealed start to become more and more clear and they begin to get played out in my life and it happens more of a process of seeking him as opposed to trying to figure out something and then go do it does that make sense I mean our purpose guys living out that destiny is really just an outworking and overflow of what God is always doing on the inside of us. How many know that when the Spirit of God is on the inside of us, there's always a transformational work that's happening, meaning God is always transforming us more and more into his image and into his likeness. What does that mean? It means that his nature is already in us, and so the nature of God is being worked out. So this human nature that we have is being transformed more and more so that God God is more and more evident in our lives that his character begins to be revealed more and more in us and through us to the world around us. I love that. It's a journey. We're on with him. And as he's working these things out in us and through us, then our purpose and our destiny is literally unfolding day by day as we walk forth in this world. It's an amazing thing, isn't it, to know that we're chosen 
by our, a holy God, the creator of heaven and earth, and he assigned specifically to each and every one of us a purpose for this life that he would use us to do great and mighty things. I love that. And so one of the things that I want to speak about today, where this kind of just flows for me out of, out of the, uh, the things that we've been talking about, is how every single person who's called as a child of God, who has God's spirit in them, Every person, guys, is to live a life that is literally bearing extravagant fruit. Extravagant fruit. That we are, I'm going to talk out of John 15 here in a minute and about abiding in the vine. And, and just get a picture of this, that we are literally like branches connected to a vine. And these branches that God gives us a picture of what we are, are, are full of luscious, abundant fruit that's coming out of our lives and that is making an impact in the world around us. And here's, here's the lie, okay? Here's the myth that sometimes the enemy can feed people that they can believe. Is that, okay, yeah, I love God, I love, I love Jesus and everything, but you know, like, I'm not really meant to do great things. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of one of those, like, you know, low-key Christians, like I'm one of those ones that I'm just going to kind of sit back. Other people, I know other people have great gifts. I know other people can do great things, but I'm not one of those people, you know. I'm just a, I'm a different, I have a different kind of, I'm a different kind of Christian. And that's just simply not true. Every single person who is a child of God is meant to be bearing fruit in their lives, and that fruit ultimately, guys, is the evidence of our faith, and it's the visibility in, from the world of Christ actually in us, working through us. So let's do this. Open up your Bibles today to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. And we're going to read verses 1 through 8 together, and then we're going to we're going to dive in. Jesus is speaking here. He says to them, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. But this my, by this my Father is glorified, that you may bear much fruit, so that you will be my disciples. 
Hallelujah. Let me pray. Father, I ask you, God, today, come, Holy Spirit, and just speak through me. Let there be a special anointing in this place today, God. Let me decrease, God, so you can increase here. Come forth and touch lives. I can do nothing of that sort, Father. I, we need you. We trust that you intend to do a work in this place today. Have your way, Holy Spirit, and just speak through me as we deliver this word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So it's pretty clear here to me, I hope it's clear to you, that he says, you are meant to what? Bear much fruit. To bear much fruit. Not a little fruit, not some fruit, but that you are meant to bear much fruit, an abundance of fruit coming out of your lives. How many people remember... uh, was the Charlie Brown Christmas story. Do you remember the Charlie Brown Christmas tree? That skimpy little thing. Oh, Charlie Brown, he just never could get it right, could he? And, poor guy. Uh, he, anyway, he needed Jesus. Anyway, so, <laughs> and then his, he would have had a bonus. So, his tree was this little tree and this little, like, you know, branch, and there was nothing on it. And it was this, like, barren thing, and it was, that was his Christmas tree. And sometimes, guys, we can get this false perception that that's almost like kind of a picture of, of the lives that we're living. Like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just not meant to do all these special things that you're talking about, Pastor. I'm just, I'm not equipped with gifts. I hear you say that. That's just not me, you know? I'm just kind of like this not really bearing a lot of fruit type of branch, you know? And, and that's just not what God is speaking to us. That's not the life that he's called for us to live. It says here, he says, that anyone who's abiding in the vine, that that branch is going to bear much fruit, a lot of fruit. And guys, that fruit that's coming out of us, it's all these things that God is doing. It's, it's the impact that we're making in the world around us. It can be using our gifts. It can be uh, relationships being enriched, environments and atmospheres that we're in being enriched, ultimately not by anything that we're doing in our own strength. It's by the power and the spirit of God working in us and through us and coming out of us. And so just try to get a picture right now of your life and try to get the accurate picture that God wants to use you to be like this branch that's just producing tons of fruit in this world and that God is evident and obvious all around you in everything you do to people who you come in contact with because that's exactly what God is calling us to be. And the fruit we see comes from actually the branch abiding in the vine. This is very interesting. Okay, abiding just simply means to stay connected to, to never be separated from, right? It means to just to, to constantly be in contact with. Now, what's, what's really awesome about this to me is that the branch doesn't have to strain to produce fruit. It's not like the branch is sitting there and just like trying to squeeze fruit out of it. You like that, JJ? Yeah. I'm not sure what it looked like I was doing there, but thank God we don't video record these services. (laughs) But 
it's, it's really bearing fruit, guys. It's really an effortless thing if you think about this. The, the branch is not straining and, and working and laboring to produce fruit. The, the branch simply has an objective to stay connected to the vine. See, the vine is actually what is bringing all of the nutrients and supplying all of the food and the nourishment and everything that's needed to the branch, and the branch is just staying connected to the vine. It isn't the source of anything, and as the vine is delivering the nutrients to the branch, which it can only do if the branch is connected to the vine, then ultimately what happens is, boop, boop, Fruit is popping out. That's what it sounds like, right? You've heard that. <laughs> Fruit is, you guys are going to be like, I think he's crazy, man. <laughs> Walking around listening. Uh, so the, the, the fruit is just literally popping out of the vine or of the branch because the branch is connected to the vine. It's, it's really effortless. And to me, that's actually a freeing thing because it helps me understand that I am not the one responsible for producing the fruit. I can't handle the weight of being the source of that, and frankly, neither can you. But the one who can handle it is God, is Jesus, is that Holy Spirit living in us. And as we stay connected in relationship with him, seeking him, desiring to know him more clearly, more intimately, and just to have a, a closer relationship with him, that in being in, a, in, abiding in that relationship, the fruit is spilling out and coming forth into our lives. And you know what's wonderful about fruit is it, is it enriches everything around it. Doesn't it? I mean, think about when you walk out, you see this luscious uh, bush or this tree full of fruit, and it's like it's, it's just kind of enriching the environment. It nourishes those who feed from it, who pick from it, right? And so the fruit that God is wanting to produce through our lives is going to have this impact where it's literally going to sweeten the atmosphere all around us in everything that we do. You want your relationships to improve? You want anything about your life to improve? I promise you, let the sweet aroma, let the sweet fragrance of fruit being produced in your life begin to just settle in the atmosphere of things around you, and you will literally see the environment enriching in everything that you do. The Bible talks about in Galatians uh, chapter 5, it talks about how there are gifts of the Spirit, right? Or, I'm sorry, fruits of the Spirit, fruits that are produced in our lives. Now listen to this. I'm not going to do a deep study of these fruits today, but I want you to just hear what they are, and I want you to think about these fruits coming out in your life, all right? The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Nine fruits. Think of this. How many would look at these things and say, I could use a little bit of that in my life, <laughs> right? I could use a little more gentleness. JJ, you could. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm picking on you today. I don't know why. It's because you're from Mexico. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. 
oh, this just got real. Okay. Anyway. So we, we, we look at these things and we say we could use a little bit more of these things in our lives. But listen, fruits of the Spirit are produced. Fruit is produced by the branch abiding in the vine. Listen, guys, if we're simply connected to God, if we're simply in relationship with him, pursuing him and seeking him and walking with him every day, your love will be pouring out of you. Joy will, will, will just surround your whole life. P- you know, peace Patience. How many could use a little more patience, right? I mean, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. How many people need more self-control to withstand temptation? You see what I'm saying here? Is it's that stuff is described as fruit that should just be coming out of our lives if we're just a branch abiding in a vine. I love this. It puts things kind of in perspective. My objective, my, my task is to just keep seeking Jesus and pursuing him and know him more in my life every day. And that fruit that I desire, impact that I want to see made through my life and the world around me will literally just be a byproduct, an outflow of what God is actually doing on the inside of me every day. Because you know when you see that tree and that branch and you see all that fruit hanging, luscious fruit, what you don't see with your eyes necessarily is all of the health beneath the surface of that tree or that bush. Those nutrients are flowing. It's traveling through the, bran- through the vine and it's just moving freely. It's all the sweetness, all the nutrients, no impurities, no toxins, no nothing. It's all the right stuff and none of the wrong stuff. The vine is pure and the vine is good and it supplies all that's needed and nothing that's not needed. I just want to be connected to something like that, don't you? And that way, everything that's happening in and through our lives, our purpose that we were seeking to see God do is literally just coming out of us and it's being performed because it's being performed in us. And so it's an overflow and it's coming out of us. I love this. You know what else it says in here is it says that, and this is, this is sometimes a tough one, is that the pruning sometimes has to be done. Right? I mean, you can't take these scriptures and take that part out, right? You got to keep that one in there, pruning. And what does it say? It says by pruning that there's actually more and better fruit that's, a- that's able to be birthed out of the plant. Now, pruning, how many people have ever tried to grow a, a plant or a bush or whatever in garden and you've done some pruning to the plants, right? What do you do? You, you prune some of the branches because they're either unhealthy branches, or they're dying off, or you simply just have too many things going on, and so there's too much of the nutrients that's being sucked to going to too many different places, and so as a result, you have a bunch of little bitty fruit, but if you want the big, luscious fruit, you prune some of the branches so that the nutrients can be delivered to the right amount of branches, and the most luscious fruit can be birthed. Well, it says here God's the vine dresser, so he's the pruner, okay? And when God begins to prune us, it happens in some different ways, but ultimately what he's doing is he's getting, he wants to get rid of the unhealthy areas in our lives to free up room for him to, for us to be engaged only in the healthy things in our lives so that the best fruit can come forth in what God is trying to do. God has a picture of what this, 
this whole bush, this tree this is supposed to look like. And so when we walk with God, when we pursue this relationship with him and we stay connected, then God is going to come in and he's going to begin to work on us. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. Oh, you mean I got to give that up? <laughs> oh, you mean that relationship is toxic? Oh, it's, it's these things. And God's saying, hey, this is the deal. You're connected to me. You want to flourish. You got to let me prune. You got to let me prune. And guys, it's not easy. And it sometimes is, is very uncomfortable. But as you walk with God over a period of time and in years of, of, of getting to know him and, and growing in your relationship with him, I promise you, you come to a point where you welcome the pruning process. You welcome it. You invite it. And even though it is always potentially painful, you know that it ultimately is the best thing for you, and it's going to allow God to do the greatest things through your life. And that's what it's all about anyway, right? You have to stay in the process of being uh, pruning. And what a precious thing that we serve a God who literally cares so much about us that he personally wants to come in and give that much care and attention to our lives, to do pruning, to provide nutrients, to nourish us. He literally, guys, and it says this in the book of Ephesians, he is literally, and get a hold of this because you don't ever want to forget this, he is literally in you desiring to create a masterpiece. It says in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. That means that we are his masterpiece. He is looking to create the most extravagant, luscious masterpiece out of each and every one of our lives. He is not setting out to turn any of us into Charlie Brown Christmas trees, <laughs> right? He is wanting to make something so amazing in us that, guys, literally the world can look on and can say, that is not the person. God is doing something in that person's life. Because when God is at work in his fullness, it is impossible to think that man would be capable of doing what God himself desires to do. I think sometimes we have small thinking and limited perspective, limited thinking, right? Because we think in what, terms of like maybe what we're capable of or what we've seen before. Can I tell you that when God is working in our lives, what he wants to really do is so big and beyond that nothing you can think of that would be encompassed by your own ability will ever come close to the things that God sees that he wants to do in your life. And we just need to, we need to stay connected and abide in that vine so that we begin to see and think the way God sees and thinks. Amen? And as we get those thoughts and those visions and, and we begin to see with spiritual eyes and hear with spiritual ears and think and see more like God, we begin to get more of a glorious picture of what it is that he's trying to do in and through us. And as we do that, ultimately, that positions us and inspires us to really want to stay more connected. Right? And you think about abiding in the vine. Any time that that branch starts to crack 
right, or starts to break off, what starts to happen? All of a sudden, the first thing to die off is the fruit. If there's fruit, it starts to wither and shrivel, right? You can always tell when something's up because the fruit looks, it starts to shrink down and it starts to die off first, and then the leaves, and then ultimately the branches, it just snaps. But what's happened? The branch has become separated from the vine. And any time that happens, the moment the separation occurs, the flow of the nutrients already begins to lessen. And at some point, if it's so separated from the actual vine, then literally it cannot sustain life. Why? Because it's not the source of life. The life is flowing into it. Does that make sense? God says, he says, you shall, not, you, should, you shall not live by bread alone, but by every good word that proceedeth from the mouth of God, right? The word of God, guys, is our nourishment, being connected to him. It's like life is always flowing into us. His life is flowing, and, and we're able to continue to live in that place. And, and as, as if the vine gets, or the branch gets separated, immediately we start to see things begin to break down. And the enemy is fully aware of this. His objective is to try and separate you from the vine. He wants to pull you off, and it may be through some kind of a distraction. He may want to divert your attention more to your problems. He may want to create some sort of situation in your life where you begin to harbor bitterness or a grudge or any kind of anger or hostility, if, if he can get any of these things to take root in you, then he'll begin to separate you. He'll begin to detach you a little bit from that vine. And he knows as soon as he does that the fruit that God is wanting to, to bring forth in our life will then start to dry up and lessen. And if he can keep us as dormant branches, he will love to do that. We have to stay connected. How many people, I, I, I have like a bunch of brush piles at my house, right, from cutting up dead limbs and all that, and I just put them all together in a big brush pile. Anybody do something? Jeremy, I know you've been doing a lot of that lately, right? A lot of brush, right? You know what's crazy? I've never actually found myself going over to the brush pile and being like, huh, son of a gun, that's funny. There's no fruit coming off of that. <laughs> it's, it's not connected to anything. I don't. Right? I don't expect anything to be happening with that. And this is a picture that he's given us here in his word. He's saying, look, if you're not connected, then, then everything that needs to flow through you to produce all the fruit that we need and that we ought to desire in our life, it can't flow freely and God can't begin to produce what it is that he wants to produce in our life. He's just asking us to stay connected. He's really willing to do the heavy lifting. He's ready to do the big work. He just needs us to stay connected. How amazing is that, that he just wants our heart. He just wants our affection. He just wants our relationship. He just wants our love. Is that amazing that the God of heaven and earth, the creator of all the universe, simply just desires that from you and me? How special and amazing is that? And, and as we begin to walk with Jesus, and sometimes in the beginning of our walk of faith, when we just come to, know, to the knowledge of Christ and to know him, it, it can be difficult to stay connected and to abide. It, it, things can throw us off course really easily in that early part. But listen, I want to encourage you with this today. As you grow in your faith and as you walk with the Lord consistently day in and day out, over time, over the months and the years ahead, 
God is going to do a process in you that's like a maturing process. And, and it's like, imagine a branch when it first sprouts. It's real little and it's thin and it can just snap off real easily, right? You can just grab it and yank it right off. But as that branch grows and it matures, gets thicker, gets more solid, gets more grafted in and connected, and it can't be just snapped off. It can't just be grabbed and broken right off. It'll take a storm, and it'll stay connected to the tree. As we grow in our walk with God, that's what he's saying, walk with me. Come on, come on this journey I have for you that's your purpose and your destiny. And it's about what I'm going to be doing in and through you. And as you walk with me, you're going to grow with me. You're going to get stronger. You're going to be more grafted in. You're going to be a more mature branch that isn't going to just be easily grabbed and broken loose by anything the enemy tries to do. You'll still have storms. It's still going to make the branch sway. But the branch is not going to be in threat of being broke loose from the vine anymore. Amen. Hallelujah. A branch, a new branch is not meant to be a twig forever. Listen, I want to end with this quote. And you guys say, well, man, okay, you know you, you're walking with God, you got this purpose for your life, and there's all these things now that are you know, happening and that God is doing in and through you, and these things that are happening in the world around you are, are, are trying to, t- to veer you off track. The enemy's trying to break you off track of this. But we've got to stay engaged and connected to the source of spiritual life so that everything that's necessary and needed for the calling on us can continue to be supplied and provided. It really is just that simple. But, you know, sometimes we get caught up in the the human experiences, and and, and we have a way of kind of popping in and popping out of abidingness. I don't think that's a word. But we pop in and we pop out of abiding, right? You, You know, you feel today like you're in church, man, you're abiding and then what happens tomorrow, man, is like, is the world the primary focus now? Is worldliness now more prominent than godliness, you know? I mean, it happens. And, and so we kind of like get in and we get out. And we get in and we get out. And there's never like a consistent amount of time spent where the nutrients can flow long enough to really begin to mature us. And so if we flow in and we flow out, and I promise you, I've seen it. It can happen for years That branch is never anything more than simply a very immature branch that can easily be snapped. We can't just snap in and snap out. We got to get connected and stay connected, right? That's why church alone on Sundays can't do it for you. This is a great place to come and be built up and to hear the word and be taught. But I'm telling you, if this is your only game, you got some problems because the world, the other six days of the week and however many hours of the other day, it's going gonna, it's gonna to challenge you to pull you apart. We have to stay connected to that vine. And as we walk with God in our prayer life and we're reading the word and we're fellowshipping with other believers that can help make us stronger Those are ways that we stay connected, that we stay abiding in him, and that nutrients continue to flow long enough for periods of time, for years, where we become this full, mature, solid branch that God is producing all this fruit through. It's being birthed in our lives. 
and it's luscious and it's full and the world around it is absolutely enriched and impacted and influenced by everything that's happening with that branch. I love that. Listen to this quote. I'll end with this. You can stand to your feet. I didn't come up with this, but this is great. It says, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spirit beings having a human experience. Did you know every single person that walks the face of this earth is spirit? There's a spirit in them. And, and, and the world can sometimes outweigh and, and, and have a louder voice in our lives than what the spirit of God is pulling and, and yearning for us to walk in with him. We have to recognize, guys, that we're here for a limited time, a vapor, and then we go to be with Jesus in heaven if he's our savior after that. But while we're walking this earth, listen, it ain't about us. It, it ain't about what all the things in the, the, the worldliness of the things that are happening. It's about something very specific. And it's about what God wants to do in and through your life. That is our mission. God has a plan and he has a purpose and he wants to use you because there's a lot of people, there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of evil in the world. And you know what? We're the solution. We're God's chosen solution. We're the antidote for that. God put his spirit in us so that he could use us to do amazing things and to influence a hurting and dying world. We're gonna all who call on Jesus get to be with him in heaven one day, but listen, Let's get serious about our calling. Let's get serious about the purpose that God has for our lives. Let's, let's endeavor to, to abide in him and to just get lost in a relationship with him that's so sincere, that's so genuine, and that's so passionate that we literally, guys, are completely unsatisfied with anything that we taste of the world. Did you know that'll happen? God gets a hold of you and you get a taste of his goodness and his glory and his amazing nature in you, you simply will never be satisfied again with the pleasures of this world. And he will always have your heart. Father, in Jesus' name, I just ask you right now, God, Holy Spirit, begin to move in this place right now powerfully God powerfully move in this place so many hearts here opened up right now so many people God who are, who are letting you work on them and allowing you to do things in them right now I ask you Holy Spirit to just begin to move and do a complete work in each and every person right now Hallelujah. Lord, where people are separated, where they've been pulled off course, where they've been distracted, God, I ask that you just re-graft them in right now. Bring them right back into this relationship with you, God. Draw them near to you. If anyone is here 
and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You can't say that you've ever fully surrendered your life to him, that you've given your life over to him. I want to challenge you today to receive Jesus in your heart. There's an invitation that's waiting for you. It's waiting for us all, for us to receive the grace of God, the punishment that Jesus took on the cross so that our sins could be forgiven and that we could be saved. It's a free invitation that, that calls and that waits for all who would receive his Jesus, God's son. If you've never given your life to him, I ask you today, I encourage you today, invite him into your heart. Say, dear Father God, I ask you to come and live on the inside of me. I receive your son Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I turn from my old life and I turn to you now. Come, Holy Spirit, make me into the person that you've created me to be. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.